Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, yes, living the dream once again on a spectacular Saturday. It is Hartman and Hushman Zada. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. By the way, uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Alex Marvez is going to be joining us. He's at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville, where Florida and Georgia are going to be taking on each other. Look who's back again. Now, this this man, it's like he's been living in Baton Rouge, okay? What is it, three out of four weeks you've been down there in Louisiana? Two. Two, two out, out of Two out, two of, out four? of three. Two out of three weeks. Two out of three. Two so, out of four. I don't know, but yeah. I've been there twice. Yeah, yeah, you've been there twice, and <laughs> yeah. you were there for the Auburn game. Yes, I was. Great and game. Uh, our buddy Colin Coward said he watched that game and eliminated LSU as a legitimate chance of winning a national championship. Eliminated, just like that. Done. That's the good thing about uh, having an opinion. We all have different <laughs> opinions. Um, I can see where he's coming from. But I disagree with them. Mm-hmm. I felt like they completely outplayed Auburn being there watching a the game. They went for it a few times, were stopped. They got stopped. And so 
Auburn is really good up front. I don't know the names, but number five is a monster. <laughs> number five from Auburn is a monster. All right. So LSU, uh, by the way, is number one. I, I will say this uh, at the start of our show. We got some games going on right now, none of great interest, to be honest with you. We have a couple of games later this afternoon that surely are of interest. We're going to get to all of that. Uh, but we're already thinking ahead to a week from today when Alabama and LSU will uh, get it on there in Tuscaloosa. And, of course, a uh, big question there is Tunga Vailoa. Uh, everyone expects he will be back. Um, now, I, if I'm right about this, TJ, at a high ankle sprain, which never sounds good, uh, you know, I, I, is it realistic to think he's going to be 100% physically ready for that game? Oh, no, he won't be 100%. Not only did he have a high ankle sprain, he had surgery. Right. He had surgery. So, I mean, it's more uh, – Alabama looking out for the program more so than looking out for the player. Wow. I mean, it's who has a surgery um, tightrope. I have no idea what that is. I saw how they drill a hole and they insert some ropes or whatever. I, I saw it too, the graphics yes. and everything else. I saw that. So what when what you is that the, even? I mean, when you on. have that surgery, it's almost impossible to be 100% within two weeks. And so it's a big game. They, oh. This had his surgery so he can be ready for LSU. I, I guarantee if LSU was a five and three or they they weren't undefeated, it wouldn't have been that type of urgency to get him back. Well, let's talk about LSU right now. Joe Burrow obviously continues to do what he does. However, as you mentioned, they had a couple of opportunities, wasted scoring opportunities, close. How much was that on Burrow? It was a combination of of everything. Uh, receivers. It, it rained all day. Friday in Baton Rouge. It rained pretty much a lot Thursday, all day Friday. Heavy rain. Drizzled a little bit Saturday. So the field wasn't uh, great condition. The receivers were slipping a little bit in warm-ups. Slipped a little bit early in the game. And so it happens. You're not going to play your best every single game. And so, like I said, they went for it on fourth down. They were stopped a few times. You, They score once or twice. It's a different type of game. But you got to give Auburn credit. Auburn is really good up front. I was actually surprised. Go back to early in the game. Auburn was on the verge of being blown out, and I believe they got gifted a couple of penalties that kept a drive going, and they scored on that drive. If that does not happen, who knows how the game turns out. And so LSU wins the game. At the end of the day, nobody cares. Nobody's going to go back and say, oh, you barely beat Auburn. They won the game. It's interesting. That we, you know, I follow this stuff a lot over the years. If you look at the latest AP poll, we haven't had this tight of a group of schools at the top of the AP poll this late in the year, into November, in a long time. So LSU is ranked number one, Alabama's two, but Alabama actually had more first place votes. And then just a tick behind them is Ohio State, who actually had the same number of first place votes as LSU had as the number one team, and then Clemson is in the mix. They also got some recognition, first-place votes. You know, we, we talk about LSU-Alabama, LSU-Alabama. There's much more on that game coming up. But if you look at Ohio State right now, they are outscoring their opponents by an average of over 41 points per game. They're averaging 48 points a game and giving up less than seven for the year. Now, you look at their schedule, it's not LSU's schedule, probably better than Alabama's schedule, but not a whole lot better. So you've seen plenty of LSU, 
You've seen Ohio State plenty. Can you separate the two? Is is there a clear number one right now in your mind? That's tough. Ohio State is they, they've been very impressive up front, man. Is it Chase Young? That's Chase a, Young, dude. It's like Ohio State is just producing these defensive ends. You start with the Bosa brothers, and yeah. then Chase Young. It's defensively they're scary. If they do have a weak point. And you would probably point to having a freshman quarterback, or I guess would he be classified as a sophomore? Well, he's a redshirt freshman. Okay, and so that that would probably be their weakest point. But when you're the number one player coming out of high school, how weak of a point can that be? Right. And so Ohio State, they're always going to be tough. They always have great athletes. They play great defense. If I'm, you're pulling hairs when you say who's. Well, the you best also team. have Dobbins, who's second in the nation in rushing. I mean, you got a top-flight quarterback, a top-flight running back, and probably the best defensive player in college football right now. They, it's not probably he's the best defensive player, but they haven't been tested like LSU has been tested. Right. Um, and so being in those type of games, it is, should bode well for LSU if they get involved in them. If things stay pat as they are today. In the next week's game between LSU and Alabama, if that's a one-possession game, LSU and Alabama both should get to the college football playoff, Ohio State, as well as Clemson, if they go undefeated, as I believe they will. Yeah, those seem to be the teams. By the way, it's interesting we mentioned next week we have this uh, Alabama-LSU game that's going to take all the air out of the room. We're going to be sitting here and just going nuts getting ready for that game. There's actually another game next Saturday with two undefeated teams, Penn State and Minnesota, the Golden Gophers are 8-0, and and they're taking on undefeated Penn State. That's interesting how, I mean, I, I think it's been a long time where we've had this late in the year, like on November 9th, which would be next Saturday, two games with teams that are got perfect records going head-to-head. Um, when I look at Minnesota undefeated, knowing they haven't played anybody yet, um, is that an overall indictment of the uh, Big Ten? By the way, Michigan right now leading hapless Maryland, uh, fourteen. Damn, Maryland early started off so good, man. Who like against Syracuse? Hey, who has Maryland won a game in their looking, conference? Man, they were looking like Mike Tyson in his prime. They were knocking everybody out. It wasn't even close. <laughs> you remember that? They now were averaging they, over they seventy points a game. Now they can't score a point. <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, this dreadful Nebraska Purdue game right now, ten to six, Nebraska. I mean, these are schools. I mean, every time I watch Nebraska, I just I keep thinking, I know that I know why Nebraska moved into the Big Ten. I understand the finances of it all. They just never been the same. They're just a team. It didn't matter if they would have stayed in the Big Twelve. It's hard to get top high school kids that want to go play football in Nebraska. That's just the reality of it. Well, how does Kansas get? basketball players at Kansas because they send them to the NBA right Nebraska's not really sending a lot of players to the NFL mm-hmm. and so players will put up with it if they're producing and these guys are getting drafted because that's ultimately every player's goal and so Kansas they're sending guys to the NBA and you play indoors look when you played at Oregon State Nebraska was still a power I know I got no, watching were, were they Sure. They well, they got to the BCS championship game. Of course, they got blown out by Miami. I know. I was at that game at the Rose Bowl. That was the 2001 yeah, season. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end. Then Eric Crouch was there at oh, Nebraska. Oh yeah, Eric Crouch. Yeah, that was the beginning of the end. 
Frank Solich, man, he had taken over for Tom Osborne, and after after that 0-1 season, they just went into the abyss. Yeah, it's tough, man. You out there in Lincoln, middle of nowhere. It's cold. It's in the middle of the country. It's tough to get kids to go out there. It really is. It has been a rough time because, you know, they're doing the celebration of the 150 years of college football. I've been watching all these shows. Great stuff. You know, you go back to rivalries and for us that are old enough to remember back in the day when they, you know, it was interesting. One of the points they made uh, back in the 70s, I'm just using that decade, is that ABC used to do the game of the week, right? But they would only have the same schools every week. So it'd either be like Michigan or Ohio State, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Texas, USC. I mean, the same schools. And because of that exposure, Notre Dame, obviously, they got richer. I mean, it was, you talk about class division in those days. Texas went to the Cotton Bowl six straight years. It was Michigan, Ohio State every year, Nebraska, Oklahoma every year, SC, UCLA every year. The same schools dominating an entire decade because of the exposure that they got. So back when you at Oregon State had that dream run all the way to blasting Notre Dame, ah, that's good. Yeah, that's was. It's a different day and age, though. Yeah, you know, social media and the way some of these facilities are nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's it's really a competition of facilities to impress the kids. Really, that that's what they're looking for. It's what like Michigan. Michigan is a great program, but Michigan isn't always going to get the best players. They have tradition, yes. They're going to win nine or ten games every year, yes. But are they going to compete for a national championship year in and year out? No, they're not. Well, they're leading 21 right now on the road against uh, Maryland this game with about a minute and a half to go on the half. What tell you, look good today is Wake Forest. You talk about a team sneaking up on a few people. They're at one loss right now, ranked 23rd in the country, and they've just been blowing out NC State in this game. Wake Forest not exactly synonymous with excellence in college football, but this year they got a pretty good football team. All right, we've got college football we're going to get to today, but we got a lot of NFL we got to get to. Oh, yes. A lot of NFL we're going to get to, including what the Chiefs do with their MVP, Patrick Mahomes. What they will do, what they should do. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Coming up next. They give the ball to Charbonnet. Makes a couple guys miss. Breaks out to the right at the five. Zach Charbonnet. Touchdown, Michigan. That's Jim Brandstatter right there, Michigan, Learfield IMG, as the Wolverines right now leading Maryland 21-0 on the road, 30 seconds to go in the half there. Wake Forest is up there, lead 31-7. Five and a half minutes to go in the first half. Uh, the Deacons right there looking pretty good, and uh, UCF is losing, losing to a 3-5 and five Houston team. Actually, now they've regained the lead, 21-17 Central Florida now leading this game. They were down 17-7. Uh, a little bit earlier on. All right. Uh, again, we got a lot of uh, college football we're going to get to, but we also have to get to a very busy time as we are now at the halfway point, week nine of the NFL season. Uh, the one guy that I want to talk to you about, TJ, uh, is Patrick Mahomes, the uh, reigning NFL's most valuable player. The Chiefs lost last week. Uh, no, no shocker to the Packers. A lot of people thought they lose that game. By the way, Matt Moore, a quarterback, he wasn't even in football a year ago. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know Matt Moore was there. He was like, I don't know, high school or somewhere, and he decided to come back. He, and you know, he was out here. Yeah, wasn't he? Hart High School. Hart High School. So Matt Moore suddenly is back in the NFL uh, and didn't play bad. By the way, he played okay. But this week they're taking on the Red Hot Vikings, who come in uh, having just swept through the month of October. Kirk Cousins is playing great. Uh, the whole team is playing really good football right now. And the Chiefs, at 5-3, and three, all three of their losses have been at home, which is unreal. I mean, they're such a dominant team over the years at Arrowhead. Can they afford a fourth home loss if they sit out Mahomes? Or Because apparently all the word is that Mahomes is like, hey, man, I'm ready to go here. Come on, get me back in the game. What is the right thing, and what do you think they will do uh, come tomorrow in that game against the Vikings? They can afford the city. Now, I'm a firm believer in you listen to the player. If the player feels like he's good enough to go, you let him go. If there's no if there if there's nothing else he can do to further damage his knee, you let him play. If he tells you I'm good enough to go, you have to trust what he's telling you. He knows how he feels and you run him out there and let him play. But if you watch him warming up in pregame and he still has a slight limp, you hold him. Like you said, they've already lost three games at home. This could possibly be four. So they're not playing good at home anyway this year. So they're going to be on the road for the playoffs. So with a healthy Pat Mahomes, they can beat anyone, whether they play on the road or they play at home. 
The AFC West to me is still a question mark. Now, the Broncos aren't going anywhere. That team's in complete disarray. The Raiders have been on the road forever. They had had a home game in five weeks. And here they are now where they got home games against the Lions on a short week against the Chargers and then against the woeful Bengals. I mean, it is conceivable that the Raiders should win these next three games. I mean, Lions at home, Chargers at home, Bengals at home. They do that. They they get to six and four. They could be tied up with the Chiefs. I'd give them Lions and Bengals. Chargers divisional game will be a tough one. Uh, That December game versus the Chiefs obviously should have huge implications. But you, and that's even more reason that if he's not healthy, you do not need to rush Mahomes back. They're still in first. If if they were to lose tomorrow, they would still be first place in their division. And so that's a, you win your division, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. And so you want with a healthy Pat Mahomes and those offensive weapons, you can beat anybody anywhere. I, I truly believe that. Does it matter that they've had a subpar running game this year? Um, because last that, year, even that even last year, it was it was still pretty good down the stretch. Their running game is not. That, that will play a part in it, obviously. But you have to understand also, when Pat Mahomes is back, then that secondary plays a little deeper, which was should it should open up a little more running lanes. I, I think Kansas City and Andy Reid, they kind of forget about the run sometimes because they're so explosive they can score at any moment that he kind of forgets about it. And it's been an eye-opener when he starts to look at this time of possession like, oh, my God, we're getting the ball for a little over 20 minutes each game. And so he will be cognizant. He'd be he'll be aware of that moving forward. But I, I Pat Mahomes healthy, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, LaShawn McCoy, Travis Kelsey. It doesn't matter where they play. If they're healthy, they got a chance against anybody. See, I, I look at their schedule and you know, originally when we hear dislocated kneecap, I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's back week eleven when they have a Monday night game at home against the Chargers. Maybe. If that game matters, if the Chargers suddenly turn things around and get relevant again, maybe then. But then you have a bye week, week 12. So if you were to hold him out all the way through that bye week and really get him 100% healthy, the last five games, Raiders at home, at the Patriots, which, by the way, is a really key game because it would appear likely they could be going back to New England in the playoffs. Then you have Broncos at home, at the Bears, Chargers at home. So, I mean, again, what's important here, right? What's important is you get Mahomes at 100%. You have to trust them. As players, we we always want to play. It doesn't matter if we're 0-8. You're apt to get a little more healthier, but you still want to play. You have to trust what Mahomes is telling you. I feel good. Okay, you're going to play. Ah, you hear a little doubt in his voice, you sit him. The player knows his body, and if he feels like he can go out there and protect himself, be productive, then you got you got to let him play. Are you all in with the Vikings right now after that phenomenal month of October they had when everybody it just seemed like the whole organization was unraveling you know, you had all kinds of uh, infighting going on right there. Diggs, Thielen were not happy with their quarterback. And Kirk Cousins just has an insane month uh, as he now has the highest passer rating in the entire 
league. And then you got Dalvin Cook, who's on the very short list, maybe the best running back this season uh, in the NFL. Are you all in with the Vikings knowing that, you know, they still got the Packers looming in their division? I'm a fan of uh, Mike Zimmer. I played under him. He was a coordinator in Cincinnati my last year there. I'm a fan of him. Mike Zim is cool. He's like, he's a tough ass on you. But he's he's cool at the same time. You just know when you play Minnesota, prepare for the double A gap blitz with the linebackers. They're going to attack your protection. He does a good job of. He's pretty much uh, has everybody in the league now copying that. He was the first guy to do it, and everybody in the league is copying him. And so I like Zimmer. I like him as a head coach. He obviously does a great job getting guys aware of situational football and what to expect, and just kind of giving them clues and ideas of what what to come. But yeah. If Kirk Cousins can keep playing like this with Dalvin Cook, Thielen, and Diggs offensively, you look at their collection of skilled players, it's on par with the best in the league. By the way, uh, out here in our control room, people write in their NFL predictions. We do this every year, right? You put your name down, who's going to win the AFC, who's going to win the NFC, who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to be the league MVP. And when people saw my picks, they were mocking me. Now, this is before the season began. I'm guessing you took the Vikings and who? I had the Chiefs and Vikings in the Super Bowl. I predicted it would be a repeat of the Super Bowl from 50 years ago, 50th anniversary when the Chiefs beat the Vikings in Super Bowl IV, and my pick for league MVP was Kirk Cousins. Oh, wow. And I thought that Kirk Cousins would be MVP. My prediction was he was going to have a breakout year like Matt Ryan had a couple of years ago in Atlanta where just everything seemed to fall in place. Because the one thing I know about Kirk Cousins is that he's an accurate passer. Now, he's still got to do it in the big games. you got to do it against Green Bay. you got to do it against the big team, something that Kirk Cousins has never done. But you remember that year for Matt Ryan? Yeah. I mean, he's always been a good quarterback, but that one year, everything. But Mike Zimmer right. kind of told you what he wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we wanted. Did you see how they started the season? They were throwing the ball ten times. Yeah. And then they started to lose, and it was like, uh, maybe this isn't Nebraska football. You <laughs> I, know? Was, I was thinking so I have just made the worst pick of all time. But they, they took those L's early, and Zim, being a good coach that he is, said, okay, we're going to have to adjust. People have adjusted, so now we're going to adjust. And they've adjusted well, and it's showing. So uh, right now, Kirk Cousins through eight games, 72% completion, 13 touchdowns, has three picks with a passer rating of 115.2. And uh, Dalvin Cook averaging more than 100 yards a game on the ground. That is going to be a big game tomorrow. Minnesota 6-2. and And by the way, when you look at the NFC right now, we're going to get into this as well, TJ. You got the undefeated 49ers. You got the Packers and Saints with one loss each. You got Seattle, and you've got uh, the Vikings with just two losses each. Really bunched up at the top. And by the way, bad news for your Chargers tomorrow, Gavin. The idea that the Packers can, like, you know, have a a throwaway game because it's a non conference game or a non division game, there's no throwaway games. If you're the Packers, the Saints, the 49ers, the Seahawks, or the Vikings right now, they are a bunch of the top uh, battling for playoff position. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Alex Marvez is going to be joining us from Jacksonville for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. His Gators taking on Georgia. But right now, let's find out what is trending. Ralph Irvin is in the house today. Ralphie, how are you? I am doing well, Steve. It's college football Saturday. What could be wrong? Nothing's wrong with that. Ever. Well, it is a little bit wrong in College Park. They give the ball to Charbonnet. Makes a couple guys miss. Breaks it out to the right at the five. 
Zach Charbonnet, touchdown Michigan. Jim Brandstatter from Learfield IMG College as Zach Charbonnet has two touchdown runs and Michigan has a 21-0 lead over Maryland. They are at the half there in College Park, Maryland. Again, not a good day for the Terrapins. Meanwhile, it's a great day for Wake Forest. Newman in the gun, going to keep it himself right up the hash, and he'll lower his head down to the one-yard line toward the goal line. Big final push at the goal, and he's in there. Touchdown, Wake Forest, Jamie Newman. That's Stan Cotton from Learfield IMG College. Number 23, Wake Forest leading North Carolina State 31-10. That's with 145 to play in the first half. About an hour away from Virginia Tech playing at Notre Dame. Now, online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Note from the NFL where the Patriots have activated wide receiver Nikhil Harry. He'd been on the injured reserve, but he's been practicing with the team and He'll be ready to suit up against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, let's sit down, have a beverage, and talk some more football with Steve Hartman, TJ Hushmanzada, and sitting alongside the St. John's River, it's Alex Marvez. Yes, we are going to get to Alex, and uh, I don't know what kind of uh, you know frame of mind he's going to be in right now. We're going to find out in a moment. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, we've been told that the Chiefs have activated Chad Henney. That's that's the duo. Matt Moore, Chad Henney, uh, two legends of the game, combined that's, age of about 100. That's very interesting. If mm-hmm. Mahomes is going to play tomorrow, that is, that's very interesting that mm-hmm. they would do that. No, maybe he's not going to play. Uh, we're going to find out. Listen, is questionable, but the man that's got all the answers right now as he takes a break from the world's largest outdoor cocktail party there in Jacksonville, getting ready for his Gators taking on Georgia, is the one and only from Sirius XM NFL Insider, Fox Sports NFL Insider, Alex Marvez. So what's the mood in Jacksonville right now, Alex? Crowded, very crowded. We just arrived here uh, at the state or outside the stadium. And listen, it's wall-to-wall people. But I'd say, though, you know, last year, a heavy, heavy Georgia contingent. Not so much this year. A lot more Florida fans. People I've talked to around the Georgia program, they're not feeling too good about this team. Some of them even think that maybe the Bulldogs' best quarterback option in 2019 is playing at Ohio State rather than in Athens. So interesting game for the, for Georgia after losing to South Carolina. How do they rebound from a pretty disappointing loss that may knock them from national championship contention unless they run the table the rest of the way? All right, give us the update on the Chiefs situation. They've listed Mahomes as questionable. They've just activated Chad Henney. What's, what is your guess for tomorrow's game against the Vikings? My guess, and I think it's a little bit of an educated guess, but we'll see, is that Patrick Mahomes would be the third-string emergency quarterback. Matt Moore would get a start. You don't have to really designate a quarterback, if I'm not mistaken anymore, as a third-teamer. But Chad Henney would be an option for the Chiefs if they're in that position. You know, look, and it's Minnesota Vikings defense, as you know. They're going to bring the heat. I just cannot see them leaving Patrick Mahomes exposed to any sort of, you know, chance of injury. That being said, you know, you sort of got to trust the doctors, and especially the Chiefs doctors. They understand that Patrick Mahomes, while all players should be treated equally, you would probably lose your job if you screw this up with Patrick Mahomes and maybe never work in this industry again. In other words, Chiefs aren't going to, you know, take risks with an investment that's going to be there for them for hopefully for a decade plus. So that being said, I look for Mahomes a much more uh, realistic chance to return next week against Tennessee rather than play tomorrow against the Vikings. What is the deal with Josh Gordon and why the Seahawks decided to uh, roll the dice on him? 
well, it's no cost, you know, no harm for them. Now, look, 31 other teams shied away. I get it. But then again, Josh Gordon has some history with some of those 31 teams. On top of that, just, you know, let's not forget, some teams don't want to get better. And Josh Gordon is a rental player. And, you know, so if you're a team out of playoff contention, like let's say you're the Dolphins and he helps you on the field, but you're not trying to get help on the field. You're trying to lose games. So you don't add a player like that. If you're a non-playoff team, unless you're giving him a dress rehearsal type scenario, you don't really bring him in. I mean, because you're going to have to take on a lot. You're going to have to take on, you know, the off-field things that, that he has to deal with. And look, you know, Mike Lombardi recently said it on a podcast of his former Patriot employee, longtime NFL guy, that he was struggling with the Patriot way. In other words, showing up to meetings on time, things like that. They were concerned that, you know, things were going to go off the rails. So they decided, let's get out while the getting's good, pray for Muhammad Sanu, move on from Josh Gordon. And we'll see if he takes advantage of what, again, will be his next last opportunity in the NFL, if you know what I'm saying. Speaking of receivers, I, I, the Patriot way showing up on time, that's a league-wide way, by the way. Everybody <laughs> has to show up on time on every team, but that's another thing. Speaking of receivers, is the NFL suspending Antonio Brown as like a silent suspension? Because obviously, if the Seahawks will take a chance with Josh Gordon, you think they would prefer to sign Antonio Brown. Is this somewhat of a silent suspension because there's been no clarity on this situation at all. You're right about that, and I think you, you nailed a good point, too, on the Seahawks. They were a team that was interested you know, in Antonio Brown, provided uh, you know a minimum salary deal with incentive clauses based upon production, off-field behavior as well. You know, can you fit in the team fabric? But, yeah, by not interviewing the man right away, you've been accused of something. You know, you have the, the sort of Damocles, if you will, hanging over your head with a potential suspension that can come or an ex- commissioner's exempt list thing that can come at any time. It can come the minute after you sign a contract. So, at that, yeah, I mean, the fact that they haven't gotten to a point in their investigation where they've spoken to him, see the league can fast-track some things so they can slow it down. And this is where the, you know, sort of you wonder about, okay, is all justice equal in the NFL, but the NFL Players Association, are they really going to go to the mat for one member when they represent 2,000 players and they try to act in the best collective interest of everybody, at least so they say. So, really, it should be Antonio Brown pushing the NFLPA to force the NFL to listen to his testimony or provide it yourself or do whatever you need to do to try to push the envelope on this if you feel that you're not being given a fair chance to play in the league this year. The 2018 quarterback class of the draft, we got Baker Mayfield struggling. We have Sam Darnold seeing Ghost. We have Josh Rosen with one foot out of the league right now. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. And then there's Lamar Jackson, who is an MVP candidate for the Ravens, the fifth quarterback taken in that draft. What do you expect to see Sunday night when the Ravens host the undefeated Patriots, who, by the way, their defense has allowed two touchdown passes with 19 interceptions? Yeah, the defense has actually scored more than opposing team offenses. When you throw four touchdowns and two safeties, four touchdowns overall surrendered in 2019. TJ can break this down so much better than me from an X and O standpoint, but I just want to point out two things. Number one, the Patriots are outstanding at defusing running quarterbacks. In fact, no quarterback in the Belichick era in New England has rushed for more than 100 yards. The closest was Florida Gator Tim Tebow with 93 yards back week 15 of 2011. I want to point that out. So they're pretty good at keeping running quarterbacks in check. Number two, the Patriots since 2014 are 21-0 against every rookie and second-year quarterback that they have faced as a starter. The last rookie quarterback or young quarterback to beat them was Ryan Tannehill back in 2013. Now, here's where things get interesting. Nobody plays more man coverage than the Patriots, right? Yet, if you play man against the Ravens, and yeah. TJ, please weigh in on this, you open up a ton of, of running lanes for Lamar Jackson to go crazy. 
So if you're the Patriots, do you just adjust what you're doing? Do you just try to disguise something? How do you handle this facing Lamar Jackson and that red-hot Ravens offense? So it's not so much opening up lanes when you play man. When you play man-to-man, you're guarding your man. He takes off. You take off covering him. Your back is turned to the quarterback. You cannot see what he's doing. If you're going to play man, the defensive line, they're not going to rush Lamar Jackson. They're going to come off the ball and force him to stay in the pocket. That's how I see them playing. They play man-to-man defense. The defensive line, they're not going to come off trying to sack him. They're going to come off trying to corral him, keeping him in the pocket. They're going to have to mix it up and play zone so that all eyes are on Lamar Jackson and you make him throw in holes and be accurate throwing the ball. Easier said than done. And so it's going to be interesting to see if Bill Belichick says, okay, we're going to do what we do and you're going to adjust. Or is he going to mix it up? And that that will be a telltale sign for me, the amount of respect. Because you know Bill Belichick always – pumps guys up in the media, oh, Lamar Jackson, we've never seen anything like him before. And he said all the right things heading into the game. And so when this game starts, if they play man-to-man, that's what they do best, and they do it often, they're basically saying, you're gonna, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us at what we do best, and we're not going to adjust to you. We're going to make you adjust to us. So that, that, for me, will be a telltale sign, I would say, probably in the first 20 minutes of the game. Did we lose him? Fantastic. Oh, there he is. No, Go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm in awe. I love it. I, I was going to say, he's just breaking it down. Well, we're going to get much more into that. Hey, by the way, I have I have got to ask you this. Uh, a word came down of, about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, they've made another change. Now, I, I don't know if you saw this, Alex. I'm sure you know about it. As we know, we're getting ready for this Centennial Mega Class. This 15-person, 10 seniors, three contributors, two coaches. They have this committee of 25 people, 13 of which are fellow members of the Hall of Fame Selection Committee that you're a part of, and then 12 outsiders like the Bill Belichick's of the world, John Madden's on that list, uh, Carl Peterson, other people like that. And originally the idea was they would name this 15-person group and then you, as a selection committee, would vote on them as a block. Well, now you've been taken out of the process 100%. This committee will announce this 15-person class, and they're in. Done. No vote from the Hall of Fame selection committee. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty stunning to get that confidential memo that has obviously uh, since come out uh, <laughs> as of yesterday. And... Uh, it was, you know, too, and it didn't really make it quite as clear as what you pointed out. And, you know, it's fairly stunning, but you understand that there's, you know, look, there are some people that are hot-button folks, like, you know, Paul Tagliabue, for example. Yeah. The fact that, you know, Paul would, would generate a lot of, it's just the way it is, a lot of negativity in the room toward Paul Tagliabue for reasons that I really, I mean, you just look at his record, and there's some things that will stand out to you about Paul Tagliabue in terms of burying the concussion uh, data and the way that he handled it and, the way he handled the state of California and, you know, didn't deal with the stadium crisis there, all those things, whatever it is with Paul Tagliabue, people don't like. The point is, though, he was a guy that I think was concerned that if he was one of the finalists, that the whole thing would get shot down. So at this point, they're insistent upon doing this giant class. Uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know how voters, other voters are going to respond. I mean, I, I res- let me just say this. The 25 people they've selected, by and large, I have, I mean, the incredible uh, you know, respect for. I think there should be more diversity on the panel. I think that is something that is really unfortunate that there really isn't very much of that. Uh, you know, I question some of the other people that are chosen to as far as being you know, some of the panel on the outside. But look, I've got to hope that 25 people can get together on a consensus and agree. These are people that really do belong in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
but have been omitted. But yeah, taking that vote grinding away, I think they realize what may be happening, and that would be losing out on everyone getting it all together. And just one final note, Bill Belichick is on this committee. Everyone else is retired or, you know, this is in the middle of the season. Does he have time to do this? Man, somebody well, is doing it for so, him. He's so good. No, but he's so good with history. I mean, he knows this stuff. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't, but way, I mean, it the is way in the middle acts of the year. Is, I got to focus on the game at hand. I don't have time to do extracurricular activities. I mean, he, he wouldn't volunteer for this committee without an input. Yeah. No, I mean, and look, it's a labor of love for him, and, and he cares about the history of professional football. Yes. Look, if anything's important enough to any of us, like going to Florida, Georgia, you make time. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what you do. You know, it's just you find ways to make time. But Belichick will, and listen, you're right, TJ. He's got people on his staff like Ernie Adams, people who know NFL history that he can lean upon as well. And you know, he'll he'll be okay. I think the Patriots will somehow survive. They're not going to 15 and one if Bill's on this panel. So All right, he'll be 16 and 0. Don't worry. All right. Uh, well, Alex, go back, enjoy a cocktail or two, get ready for the big matchup between your Gators and the Bulldogs out there in Jacksonville. The one and only, the great Alex Marvez. Thank you, Alex. Go Gators. Thank you, gentlemen. There he is. Sirius XM, NFL Insider, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider. All right, on the other side, we're here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I want to get more into this whole uh, Lamar Jackson situation, how it is that this guy has emerged as the clear leader in the rookie class from a year ago amongst the quarterbacks. Coming up next. JMB straight and a Corona. Double absolute martini. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Steve Harbin, TJ Hushmanzada with you. Once again, great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to GEICO. Only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com, see how much you can save. By the way, uh, Ralph Irvin just jumped in here. Liberty quarterback, Stephen Calvert. Uh, it's halftime right now. They're playing at UMass. And Calvert in the first half, Liberty is leading this game 49-14 to at halftime. He is 19 for 26 for 441 yards passing and four touchdowns in the first half. Man, did they pay the other team just to say, when we snap the ball, y'all sit still? What? 441 yards passing in the first half. Double that up. He's going to shatter all the records. So we'll keep our eye He's on that. He's slinging uh, butt Calvert. shots, literally. <laughs> all right. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, a year ago, one of the more celebrated quarterback classes, five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Baker Mayfield, tremendous rookie season, broke the NFL record for touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback. He has been a shadow of that quarterback this year. We'll get to that. Then you got Sam Darnold. He's seeing ghost. Josh Rosen looks like he's got one foot out of the league. And Josh Allen is exactly who we thought he was going to be, an inaccurate passer who can occasionally make plays with his legs. And then you have Lamar Jackson. All the questions are about Lamar Jackson, whether or not his game that led to a Heisman Trophy at Louisville, would translate to the NFL. And we said all along, TJ, it'll translate if the Ravens give him an opportunity to run the offense that he runs best. He is sixth in the league in rushing yards per game. Five running backs, and then you see Lamar Jackson, sixth in the NFL in rushing yards per game. Now, when you're going against a New England team that has given up two touchdown passes with 19 interceptions, you know their game plan is, if this guy can beat us through the air, great, because we're not going to let him run. So can they stop Lamar Jackson from running the football? And if he does have to throw against that Patriot defense, what is it going to look like? Well, it's that's what makes football so exciting. We have to see what's going to happen. The Ravens are good up front. They're going to give you different looks and formations to create lanes to run the ball. Their tight ends are pretty good. They can go heavy set and still and still throw the ball with, with, with the tight ends that they have. You got to understand, Greg Roman's offensive coordinator who gashed him when he had Colin Kaepernick in uh, San Francisco. And so Baltimore, like Bill Belichick and his coaching staff, rightfully so, they, they give a, get a ton of credit. But Harbaugh should receive that same credit because all the question marks about Lamar Jackson, he's answered them and then some. I don't mind him running the ball as long as he's not taking big hits consistently which he's which he's he hasn't been hit hard on a consistent basis when he's running the ball and so it, it's the question marks of Lamar Jackson going into the draft and then after he was drafted thus far he's been the most impressive one no doubt about that are we going to say the same thing five years from now are we going to oh, look five back years? five years from now Mayfield Rosen Allen Darnold and Jackson, how's it going to look? Whether he's the best one, whether he's the best one or not, in five years he can continue to play how he's playing. 
Now, I, I think running the ball consistently as a quarterback, you might get six to eight, maybe nine years out of it, but five years, of course. Now, will he be the best one? It really will. Baker has more weapons around him, and so you would expect it to be him. You would assume it to be him, but uh, you just never know. By the way, uh, during the break, we were talking about Josh Rosen. I mean, think about it. 10th overall pick, already his second team, and he's on the bench right now in Miami on a winless team. Does he have a future in this league? I, I believe if Josh Rosen is put in a advantageous situation, he, he can succeed. He's accurate throwing the ball. He's been on the two worst teams of the last two years in the NFL. Who can succeed with that? Nobody. It's been unbelievable. I mean, obviously, a UCLA guy, I'm rooting for the guy, but wow, it could not get much worse than right now in Miami. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I know it's early in the NBA season, but something's happening we got to talk about next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Two games going on right now in the top 25. First, number 14, Michigan, playing at Maryland. And it's a cruiser game right now for the Wolverines. They give the ball to Charbonnet. Makes a couple guys miss. Breaks it out to the right at the five. Zach Charbonnet. Touchdown, Michigan. Jim Brand, Satter, Learfield, IMG College with the call. They lead Maryland 21-0, 10-17 to play in the third quarter. Meanwhile, number 23, Wake Forest, 
all over North Carolina State. 34-10, the Demon Deacons with the lead. They are at the half. A couple of college notes going on right now. At the half, Liberty, 502 yards of total offense as they play at UMass. Boston College, 484 yards of offense as they play at Syracuse. Can either top 1,000 yards for the day? We'll find out. I'm Ralph Irvin. We Oh, yeah, rolling along on a big Saturday once again. Hartman and Hushman Zada, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Purdue's taking the lead 14-10 over Nebraska. We're in the uh, start of the second half there. Michigan's still shutting out Maryland, who went from scoring 70 points a game to zero points a game every week. Uh, 14 nothing, uh, 21 nothing there. Michigan leading 10 minutes to go uh, in the third quarter. All right, um, we got a lot of things going on today. We're talking, obviously, about a big NFL schedule. The college schedule is a little light today, folks. we got to admit. I mean, we talked earlier. We had Alex Marvez talking about the uh, Georgia-Florida matchup. Uh, Utah's on the road against Washington. That, By the way, that's my pick of the week. Uh, Gavin, are you excited about that? As you know, I am 8 and O this year, eight and O with my pick of the week, all college games, uh, and my pick is Utah minus three and a half on the road against the Huskies. My favorite part of that bet is mm-hmm. that game kicks off at four p.m. Eastern. Usually, yes. you do it so early, you pick a game that I don't have time to lock in. I almost purposely picked a West Coast game for you right oh. there. All right, uh, do you like my pick there, TJ? By the way, what's the spread? Three and a half. Utah's a three and a half point favorite on the road against the Huskies or sitting at four and four. Uh, Chris Peterson doesn't exactly have his strongest team this year. Utah coming off an impressive win. They seem to be the class of the Pac-12. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, Utah to cover the three and a half. You know what? You've been undefeated all year. Whether I agree with it or not, I would bet it. (laughs) I would bet it. You haven't lost. If you lose one. You're you're still in a uh, positive. Ain't, yeah, ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, so whatever's yeah. working is working. So I'll roll that. Here's the here's the key to my success. I don't bet on any of these games. If I were to put a penny on any one of these games, I guarantee you, uh, they would lose. All right, I do want to get to some NBA, but uh, during the break, uh, you just threw something at me, and I'm like, how did I get blindsided by this? Uh, Mike Bond is the new athletic director at USC. Now, why is this significant? He comes from the University of Cincinnati. A few years ago, he was fired at Colorado. It's not exactly a glowing resume, but the one guy that is on USC's radar right now, and they are definitely a step closer to getting him with this hire, we're talking about Urban Meyer as the next coach at USC. And TJ, you know a lot of these guys. Uh, you know the uh, Reggie Bushes. You know the Matt Leinerts of the world. You know how they have been campaigning hard with their compatriot Urban Meyer over there. But I, I just been told Clay Helton can wish all he wants. SC could win out. They go to the Rose Bowl, win the Rose Bowl. I've just been told it's done. Like Urban Meyer is going to be the next coach at USC. True or false? Well, if they if they want to uh, start competing for national championships again, it's true. That that's simple as that. You have to do whatever you can to get him. And Urban Meyer's proven, man. He's like an annuity fund that that it, he's it's guaranteed that he leads your team you will compete for national championships he's done it everywhere he's been and if he gets to USC 
Uh, they'll be Alabama on the West Coast, which I think they should have been for years and years and years, and they've kind of fallen off since Pete Carroll has left. But I consistently, they'll compete for a national championship. One thing I know about Urban Meyer, not only is he an outstanding coach, he's a really smart guy. He doesn't go to programs that are void of talent. He had talent at Utah. He had talent at Florida. He had talent at Ohio State. And uh, TJ, you can talk about this better than anyone with all your coaching here locally in Southern California. The record may not reflect it, but USC has the best talent of any team in the conference. No question. No question at every position. Right. No question they have talent. If you go through the entire Pac-12, USC has the best talent at every position of any team in the Pac-12. Right. I mean – you could literally say they their backups would probably start on every team. Look at their, their three quarterbacks. Their backup receivers would all start at the University of Washington. Right. All, all their backup receivers. And so their backup quarterback would probably start at least half of the teams in the Pac-12. Probably wouldn't start at Oregon. You probably wouldn't start at Washington. And then outside of that, it's going to be a competition. And so SC has a talent. They're not void of talent. Uh, yeah, er, they get Urban Meyer. The Pac-12 will be back in contention for national championships and be talked about on a national level. Well, and just like it was with Pete Carroll, because once SC, a school like USC, and this is the same thing that happened with Nick Saban going to Alabama. Alabama is going to get the talent; they just didn't have the right guy to figure out what the pieces you got to put together. You got to develop. It. It's called development. Right. Development. You get a 17, 18-year-old kid, sometime 19 with the kids now that they hold themselves back, uh, and you got to develop them. You you can't leave college as a 21, 22-year-old and be the same player that you were when you came in. You have to be developed not only physically but mentally and understand the game. And so that's where having the Urban Myers and the Nick Sabans that's where it rears its head because these kids truly develop under their leadership. Let me ask you this, TJ, because, again, you are directly involved with so many of these kids right now on the high school level. You know, always hear about five-star recruits, four-star recruits, you know, the elite schools, the Alabamas, the SCs, the Ohio State, they get all these guys. And here's what happens. A third of those players are complete bust. A third of them are as good as advertised, and maybe a third actually exceed expectations. But a full third... If you get 15 recruits every year, five of them are just not going to be what you thought they were going to be. So how how are these rankings, how do they come up with these rankings, five-star, four-star for these high school players when we know that the competition levels vary so wildly from just city to city, county to county, state to state? How do you judge it? It's tough. You have people that watch film. The guys are doing the rankings. They can't watch these kids in person. So you don't know the caliber of competition that they're playing against. You just don't know. Like a kid can look extremely fast, but he's playing an extremely slow team. And so is he really that fast or is the team he's playing that slow? It's just, it's very subjective. It's hard to get a feel for it. And the kids that, like you say, a third that aren't very good, they were probably overrated coming in. And it happens because it's an inexact science. You, These media members or these guys that do the rankings – they don't have the resources to fly from city to city and state to state and really evaluate these kids. They have to do it on film, and it goes back to what I just said. 
are you playing a great team and you're dominating or are you playing a below average team and you're dominating? It's just, you don't know. It's inexact. It's very subjective. And it, it's going to be that way, especially on a high school level. All right. So, and what kind of deal will uh, Urban Meyer get? Whatever he wants. It's I say, simple. yeah, they give him 10 they years, give him $100 a million. Dollars. And they say, Urban, be kind to us, please. Yeah. I mean, USC Simple. has money. And by the way, USC needs tr- a lot of trouble these days at the University of Southern California. Scandal after scandal after scandal. Uh, they need an upswing. And believe me, at that school, my dad went there. It's all about football, period, exclamation point. Okay? So that that seems to write a lot of ills at USC if the you know football what's crazy, program though? is uh, high on the like list. Like Urban Meyer, when you talk about development, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, was he a four- or five-star recruit? He was not. Yeah. He was not. Went to a small school, private school, was not a four or five star recruit, top five pick. That's what you call developing a player. And so, yeah, it's going to be SC should be back if Urban Meyer is a head coach in a very short period of time. Just remember this about Urban Meyer. In Tim Tebow's senior year at Florida, he led the nation in passing. Think about that. You saw Tim Tebow in the NFL. Literally looked like a guy that had never thrown a football in his life. And yet in his senior year at Florida, he led the nation in passing efficiency. And the only time I've ever interviewed Urban Meyer was after his first year at Ohio State when he took over a 6-7 and seven team and went undefeated, even though they weren't even eligible for the Big Ten Championship or the National Championship because of their probation status. And it was that year that, you know, we saw – Tebow suddenly disappear again after his one brief run with Denver. And I said, what's the deal? How did you get, how was this guy so good throwing the ball at Florida? And he literally looks like he can't throw the football at all in the NFL. And he just looked, he said very matter of factly, I knew how to use him in the passing game. They don't know what to do with him in the passing game. I put him in a position to succeed as a passer and it worked at Florida. That's what coaches do. That's coaching. That's what good coaches do. Right. Let me put my player in the best position possible so that he can have success. Or you're going to say, let me put this square in this round tube to see if it fits. Ah, it's not fitting. So good coaches, they adjust to their players instead of having their players adjust to what they want to do. All right. uh, We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, The Lakers. Incredible game last night. By the way, it's very early in the NBA season. But that was a hell of a game last night. Overtime win on the road against Dallas. Pretty good team with Doncic and uh, Porzingis. Is it too early to say that the Lakers are back? We're going to have that answer coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Steve Hartman and TJ Hushmanzada, great news, quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico, only takes 15 minutes to save 15% or more in car insurance. Go to geico.com, see how much you can save. Normally, we're playing all these highlights coming out of the break. There's there's really not a lot going on right now in these games. Not yet. All right. By the end of the day, you're going to have some college football highlights. Just a little quiet here, which actually gives us an opportunity uh, to talk about some other things. By the way, coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll do our Heisman update. Um, but it's very early in the NBA season. It was a heck of a game last night. Lakers on the road against Dallas. This was the first true road test uh, for the Lakers as they welcome back Kyle Kuzma uh, into their lineup. And I'll tell you one thing about the Mavericks. If they can keep Porzingis healthy uh, with Doncic, who I think is one of the top 10 players in this league already, uh, that could be a pretty good Mavericks team down the road. Top 10, I wouldn't take it that far that soon but he's on the verge yeah i watched the entire game <laughs> he played top 10 last night speaking of Doncic, and yeah porzingis coming off the knee injury great size can shoot the ball the dallas mavericks i hadn't seen them play until yesterday they have a good team it was i was impressed all right let's talk about the lakers now some people have said this and i'm gonna ask you this the last five years have been dominated by the golden state warriors they've dominated the nba and from a rating standpoint, they've been a good thing for the NBA. This is a team that people like to watch with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and Kevin Durant over the last few years. They were a good ticket for the NBA. Does the NBA suffer now that, at least for this year, Golden State is completely insignificant? Oh, 100%. Any league is always good when there's a... A really strong team, you always want to watch them. Golden State was must-see TV pretty much every game they played last year. And now you watch their games, new stadium, new arena, and it's not even sold out. And so anytime you can have dominant teams, I think that's great for any professional sport, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey, because it's must-see TV. You're like, oh, are they going to lose? Ah, you want to see them play? 
but you actually want to see them lose a lot or see how they play against other competitive teams. And so with them being down after being dominant for so long, yeah, it's very different. Well, it'll be different, but the Lakers could fill that void. The Lakers have always been a polarizing organization. Either you're a Laker fan or you're not. In L.A., if you're not a Laker fan, you become a Clipper fan. That's how that works. The majority of Clipper fans are fans that just hate the Lakers. I get that. So the Lakers right now are sitting at 4-1. and one. They got the win last night. LeBron was off the charts. He really was. I mean, wow. Uh, huge numbers for LeBron last night. Anthony Davis is off to a good start. The rest of the team, eh, they got pieces. I think they're going to need Rondo back at some point here to give him a little different look in the backcourt. But... What do you see so far in this Laker team? After six straight years of losing seasons, worst record in the NBA over those six years, six years out of the playoffs, is it too early to say that the Lakers are not just back to playoff level, but they are a legit candidate to win the NBA championship? They're they're one of, uh, I would say, six or seven teams that have a chance to win. The Lakers now are must-see TV. You want to watch every game. It, it's... Uh, they need another option scoring. Hopefully Kuzma can bring that, as what you said earlier. He's going to have to play some defense. Um, I don't know how much Rondo coming back will help. It will take the ball out of LeBron's hands, but he's not a shooter, and so that, that they want space. And so Rondo on the floor, you can his guy can double. He's not on the floor. You kind of have to – you got a little more space out there, but he's a good playmaker with the ball in his hands. And, again, it takes pressure off LeBron to have to kind of do everything and get get other guys' buckets. But, yeah, the Lakers are must-see TV. That game last night was – uh, it was back and forth. Lakers up 10, Dallas up 10. Both teams make a run. Yeah, it was just a good game. LeBron James. I don't want to hear this argument anymore of LeBron versus Michael Jordan. LeBron James is the greatest player in the history of the NBA. Period. Exclamation point. No one has ever done what he's already doing, coming off an injured year, by the way, in which his numbers were every bit as good as they were the year before. It's five games. He's averaging 26, 7, and 11 this year. If you look at his numbers, literally, TJ, over the years, they don't vary. He's the same guy. Whether he's in Cleveland, Miami, back to Cleveland with the Lakers, the numbers never vary. This is his 17th year in the NBA. We've never seen this before, folks. Ever. Nobody's done this in their 17th year, what he's already doing early in this season. So I don't know how you feel about this, TJ, but I mean, this argument about LeBron versus Michael Jordan, Jordan was in a different era. Obviously, Jordan was the dominant player of his era. But if you take into context their entire careers, what this guy has done now in his 17th year is unprecedented. There's never been anyone like LeBron James. I mean, people make arguments for both sides. And you're going off LeBron James, his averages, and he's been pretty much consistent, like you said, throughout his career, and you've never seen that then people in Michael Jordan's favor will say, well, Michael Jordan never lost the NBA Finals either, so how can you be the greatest of all time in your record, you have a losing record in NBA Finals? Three and six. But his con- you get there nine times. Consistently, it- it's tough for me. It's who- which one do you prefer? What- LeBron physically 
is probably the greatest athlete to ever be born. Like he, if you just physically look at him and he's figured it out. And I, what LeBron has done is educated a lot of athletes and players on how to take care of your body, invest in your body because your body will give you the return that you want. And, and I think that's his biggest. You look at how guys are going from team to team, how guys look at their contract situations business-wise. He's educated them on that. Um, but, yeah, physically, the way his body is and the way it's held up, 17 years in the NBA, I have no idea what that feels like. But when you look at historically what guys look like in their 14th year, let alone their 17th year, is a huge drop-off. And he's been a model of consistency year in and year out. It says a lot. Here, here's something you need about know about LeBron. Last year, LeBron had his worst free throw shooting year of his career. It was terrible. He shot under 67% free throws last year. This year, he's at 83%. Again, it's five games. But I guarantee you this. This is what we call pride in your game. LeBron knew, I, I can't do that again, man. I have got to figure this out. I got to get back to going to the free throw line and knocking down my free throws. In other words, even going into year 17, a man that has nothing to prove says, I got I to gotta make this part of my game better. And by the way, he's going to be a real threat this year to lead the league in assist. He's never done that before. Never led the league in assist. He could easily do it this year. Because that Anthony Davis, woof. I mean, this this is what everybody thought could happen. That when you have Anthony Davis on the same team with a guy like LeBron, where suddenly you gotta you gotta go one on one with Anthony Davis. You know what I liked? <laughs> Last night, fourth quarter, it was a one possession game. Simple basketball. All right, everybody clear out. Anthony Davis, get on the block, give him the ball, go get us a bucket. They literally did that five or six times in a row at towards the end of the game. All right, everybody clear out on one side. Anthony, LeBron, okay, go go score, AD, get us a bucket. Right. They, simple basketball. Who's going to guard this guy one-on-one? It, it was very effective. They, There's he nobody went, that can cover him one-on-one. He went and got him a bucket, and I think yeah. that's what LeBron meant where he said this is going to be AD's team. Those close games – where we need to get a bucket, I will defer to AD, give it to him in the post, and let him go get a bucket. I I, I, I see where he's giving the team to AD because it's like, go win this game for us at the end. And this has been uh, the one criticism of LeBron, is that sometimes he's too unselfish, not taking over games late. He didn't have to do that. And uh, Anthony Davis. So again, they have. A, it's a long way to go. You know, my, my my younger son. He's 21 years old. He like lives and breathes Laker basketball. I mean, every game they play. It's I'm like reminding him. There's 77 games to go in the regular season. Every game he wants to break down the entire roster. I'm like, <laughs> I, I go, what are you talking about right now? CPK. Hey, he's he's the worst man. I I can't I can't I can't take him anywhere. KCP. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to talk. All right. So enough about that. So it just. <laughs> hey, it, it's like, a long season. Hey, but what you a, just say? Yeah. It's five games. Five games. He can get out of the rut that he's in. He's in a slump to start the season. It's okay. He'll get his legs up under him. One one point it's about Kuzma I got to make though, because Frank Vogel is a defensive coach, and Vogel's making it clear why you got to play some defense, man. That may have flown under previous. Go- That's not going to fly with me, man. You have got to play defense. I know you got offensive skills. You got to play defense. You got to. 
you know. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. But as you said, and I agree with 100% here, TJ, the Warriors being bad is not a good thing for this league unless somebody is there to fill that void. That's the question that we just raised. Are the Lakers that team to fill the void that's been vacated by the Golden State Warriors? The the hard part, the number one, yes, that the answer to that, yes. Now, the Warriors had built such a level of consistency. Lakers, we're gonna have to do this not just this year, next year, the following year, so that now you're musty TV like you used to be when Kobe and Shaq were here and before that, Magic. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it for a few years. The it was every game the Warriors played, it seemed like it was on national television. And so the Lakers are going to be on television just because they're the Lakers. But will they be must-see TV the way they've played thus far? They will be. And the crazy thing is their best competition is in the same city. Right. So uh, it was must-see last night. It was an excellent game last night in Dallas. Lakers getting the win in overtime. All right. On the other side, we're going to give our Heisman update. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But let's let's find out what's trending right now with uh, – Ralph Urban. Ralph, did you watch the uh, game last night, the Laker game? Yeah, I watched some of it, but you know, I think you got to tell your son he's got to relax on that barbecue chicken pizza and stop complaining <laughs> about CPK. Garrett Hartman, I tell you what, he is such an NBA fanatic. Well, he plays NBA live, right? I mean, he, he, I'm, 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 I have to admit, I mean, he's throwing names out that I'm honestly not that well versed on. I mean, he, he runs circles around me when it comes to the NBA. Yeah, I wonder he where he everything. gets it from. <laughs> It is. It's like I have times. I remember my father many times would sit there and I'd be rattling off sports stuff, and my dad would say to me, "You understand? I don't give a crap about anything you're telling me right now." My dad used to say that. He was very blunt, and I almost felt I like that care. last night. I was like, you know, Garrett, breaking down the Laker roster every game. I I can't do that. Sorry, can't do that. But with you, Ralph, I could have many conversations. Of course. And one thing we'd talk about is uh, Michigan rolling in Maryland. Haskins comes in. Haskins gets it. Big hole over the left side. Haskins at the five. Haskins into the end zone. Touchdown, Michigan. Jim Brandstatter from Learfield IMG College. That gave number 14 Michigan a 35-0 lead over Maryland. Terrapins did return the ensuing kickoff for a touchdown, so it is 35-7 as they make their way to the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, number 23 Wake Forest all over NC State. The Demon Deacons with a 44-10 lead with 439 to play in the third quarter. They're about to get started in South Bend. That's because Notre Dame, number 16 in the country, they are hosting Virginia Tech. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And some, well, a note from the NFL. The Tennessee Titans have added kicker Ryan Suck up to their 53-man roster. He'd been on the IR. In doing so, they waived kicker Cody Parkey. So, Cody Parkey is out there for somebody that's looking to maybe hit an upright. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm just, you know, just. Anything. Close. They need help. Yes. But uh, now let's uh, tuck the ball in tight with three points of contact. Get that stiff arm ready as we talk Heisman with TJ Hushmanzada and Steve Hartman. Did you know he has a Heisman vote? I don't like to publicize that, Ralph, as you know. Sorry. I never like to talk about my Heisman vote, but thank you very much. Uh, We're coming to you live once again from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Yes, it is that time. 
It's the Heisman Update. 10-5 touchdown. Heisman Update. Yes, TJ. I like to keep it low level. I have a Heisman vote. Buckshot going to crack your list today? You know, I was watching him. Cal, uh, the uh, Calvert uh, there, Liberty quarterback, He uh, they stopped throwing the ball. He had 441 yards in the first half. He only has 33 in the third quarter. So he will not be setting any records. But honestly, as good as he's been today, I don't think he could crack this top 10 or top three list. I like to update you each week on where I stand, one, two, three in the Heisman. So here is my current number three. After Cone, bobbled it for a minute, knocked away from him by Chase Young and picked up by Pete Werner. Running up the right side, Werner gets to his own 45, Werner to the 50, and he is tackled at the Wisconsin 45-yard line. Linebacker Pete Werner by the center, Tyler Biotish, but defensive end Chase Young separated Jack Cone from the football. Sack number four for Chase Young. Hey, he's got to be in the Heisman Trophy vote. Hello. Thank you, Paul Keels from Learfield IMG College. Yes, Chase Young. And I love when I can get a non-quarterback, anybody but a quarterback, into my top three list. But with Tua out right now and Chase Young coming off that four-sack performance against Wisconsin, Chase Young, Ohio State, is at my number three. Here's my number two. Hurts back to pass. Steps up, wants to run it himself to the 10, to the 5, to the 2. Pushed backwards. There's a scrum. Sooners are pushing, pushing into the end zone. No signal yet. He's laying in the end zone. Touchdown! I know they lost to Kansas State, but don't blame Jalen Hurts. He still leads the nation in passing. He's still among the top 20 rushers in the entire country, completing 74% of his passes, 21 touchdowns, and only three picks. He had a monster day against Kansas State. Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma quarterback, is still my number two. That was Toby Rowland from Learfield IMG College. Here is my number one. Third down and three. Snap back to Joe. Looking left, design run. Quarterback draw up the middle. Five, four, three, two, one. Touchdown, Tigers! Seven-yard touchdown run for Joe Burrow, his third rushing touchdown of the season, and the Tigers extend the lead 22-13. to There it is, LSU Sports Radio Network. Joe Burrow still number one on my list. The LSU quarterback completing 79% of his passes this year, 30 touchdowns, just four picks. And based on level of competition with the wins over Auburn and Florida, Joe Burrow, LSU, is uh, number one on my Heisman list. All right, TJ, let's talk about this. You, of course, have seen Burrow up close and personal. Uh, do you have him number one on your current Heisman list? Yes, what he's done is impressive. It is truly impressive. He's thrown for over 2,800 yards, 30 touchdowns, like you said, against the type of competition that he's going against, and he beats Alabama, it's over. If LSU beats Alabama or they play them close and he has a great game, it's over. Well, next week will be the big game. There's no question, folks. I I always say this about when I try to fill on my ballot and I look at the candidates, what did you do in the biggest game of the year? If Joe Burrow goes out and throws four touchdowns against Alabama and they beat him, it's over. It's over. You know who you know what's crazy though is uh Joe Brady. Dude deserves a lot of credit for this turnaround at LSU offensively. He's a young guy, and he's coming there and has done wonders for that offense and that team. And Joe Burrow's getting a lot of the credit for this, obviously, as he should, because he has to go out there and produce and play. But uh, Joe Brady in the offense he's brought in, 
fantastic. Kudos to you. It's amazing year to year. Burrow, a year ago for LSU, completing about 58% of his passes. This year, he's over 78%. Two that years is an ago, incredible. Two years ago, jump. he was going to be a um, full time backup his entire college career at Ohio State, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I, w- I really want to play. Let me transfer and see what happens." And he's probably going to be drafted in every quarterback. High- he's going to be drafted hard in every quarterback he backed up at Ohio State. Go figure. Let's go back. Speaking of Ohio State, this was tough. I mean, look at Justin Fields this year has twenty four touchdowns and one pick. Dobbins is second in the nation in rushing. I mean, they have three legitimate top 10 Heisman guys at Ohio State, and they might they might go against each other. But when I when I put Chase Young, as a lot of people are, high on their Heisman list, I mean, obviously a huge game against Wisconsin. He's been doing it all year. You've seen this guy. I mean, are, are, is this guy could be a number one pick in the NFL draft? Well, the way the NFL is nowadays, he won't be because they're always going to draft the quarterback. Right. And I, I think – Nick Bosa is kind of showing that mm. ah maybe we can go number one. Whether he's number one, two, three, it doesn't matter. He's gonna uh, if he stays healthy, he'll have a Pro Bowl type career. So who does he look like to you? Who, 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 does he remind you of anybody? Probably a combination of Javon Curse with Bosa. Wow. I, the thing is, what Ohio State has done is they got guys that come in as a freshman that can learn from Joey Bosa. Right. Then you got guys that come in that can learn from Nick Bosa. Now you got who was Chase Young. Now yeah. you got guys that are learning from Chase Young what he learned from uh, Bosa. And now they just have a cycle of these talented athletes coming in, learning from the older guys. And it's just going to be a cycle that continues. These quarterbacks, uh, Tua Tungavailoa, look, uh, Tua can get right. In fact, he could shoot to the top of the list next week. Let's put it that way. I mean, if Alabama goes out and rolls and he has one of his big Tua-a-days, he goes from not in the top three to number one. Um, are you still convinced, though, as we look to the NFL draft next year, that Tua is the best quarterback in this draft? Wow. If I'm being... I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the draft. He has he has the most impressive tape of any quarterback in his draft, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But if you're looking I like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. He's a big dude. He can run. He throws the ball accurately. He stays in a he stays in the pocket. He doesn't vacate the pocket too soon. But if need be, he can get out there and run. Tua is just fresh in everyone's minds because once they benched Jalen Hurts and he came in that game and did what he did, he's been lights out damn near every game he's played in. And so we know more about Tua. But if I have to say who would I say is the best quarterback outside of Tua, I would say Joe Burrow. And could Joe Burrow challenge him to be the best quarterback? As we know, where you get drafted plays a huge part in how well oh, no your doubt. career in the NFL is. And so – you can have all the talent, but if you get to an organization that's dysfunctional, they're not going to support you. They're not going to put the guys around you to give you a chance to have great success. It doesn't matter how talented you are. There's one other name that uh, I, I have in the periphery. And again, we still got a lot of games to be played. Justin Herbert at Oregon. A lot of people were surprised when he passed on the draft. Was it a smart move to come back as a senior? Last year, he completed 59% of his passes. This year, he's at 68%. 21 touchdowns, one interception for a 7-1 Oregon team. This is a six foot six, 237-pound quarterback. Herbert can play. 
it's no no knock on him. It's just more so when you look at it, he would have been supposedly a top pick this year in the 2019 draft. And for you to go back to college, you just kind of question, why would you go back? And so you, you've you started for two years at uh, Oregon. Why would you go back? He had his reasons. Um, it's an inexact science. If they're supported, they're going to have success. And if they're not, it, it's going to be tough. And so to me, you say, oh, this guy was a first or second pick and he's a bust. Why do we never look at the coaches that didn't develop him in the front office that didn't put the pieces around him to say, no, you're a bust and making him a bust? Because that's what happens. These kids that become busts, were they really busts or you just didn't put the pieces around them and develop them the way it should have been developed? Yeah, but you know, once you get to the senior bowl, you get to the combines, you got a quarterback that's 6'6", 237, and if he can make all the throws... Oh, he's going to get drafted. Everybody's like, ah. And we've seen this time and time again. These scouts, you know, these so-called guys that really know how to find the talent... Here's what they do. They do the measurements, they look at the times, and that's how they draft. By and large, they they can't see beyond that. Now, with Kyler Murray, it's a little bit different because Arizona was looking for a specific type of quarterback for the offense they're going to run with Cliff Kingsbury. That's why I look back at Justin Herbert. I mean, he's going to walk on that field with all those other quarterbacks, and everyone's going to say, ah, look at this guy. If I'm a bad man, I would say the first quarterback drafted is Tua, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. Yeah. That that that's what I would see in that order, and uh, if you're wrong, oh, everybody thought Tua was the best quarterback. Oh, exactly. So, you know, that's the built-in excuse. There's it, always a built-in excuse, right? It, exactly. All right, uh, NFL. We got a lot of NFL games uh, over the weekend that we're going to get to, uh, including a team that made a change with their offensive coordinator mid-season. Coming up next. Ah. <sighs> There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I wonder if we're ever going to have another highlight from any of the games this morning. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it has been a quiet day. Nebraska, by the way, has retaken the lead against Purdue 2017 uh, with 10.43 to go there. Wake Forest all over NC State. Uh, we'll continue to monitor uh, some of these games out there. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers fired Ken Wisenhunt as their offensive coordinator and replaced him with Shane Steichen. Now, um, let me. I, I got a couple things for you here, TJ. First of all, I got the stat of the week. When I saw this, it just blew me away. So in the four games that the Chargers have played, one of them ending up with a very fortunate win against the Bears last Sunday, the four games that Melvin Gordon has played in since his return (laughs) from holding out, the Chargers have had less than 40 yards rushing as a team in four consecutive weeks. The last time that happened to any NFL team was in 1946. Think about that. So Four consecutive weeks as a team with less than 40 yards rushing had not happened to any NFL team since 1946, and it just happens to be the four games since the return of Melvin Gordon. Is it Melvin Gordon's fault? Well, I'm going to ask you that question. No. Which game did Pouncey get hurt in and he's out for the year? Like three games ago, yeah. Uh, you don't think that plays a huge part in it? All right, so let's talk about the firing of Ken Wisenhunt. Apparently the the knock on Wisenhunt is, over these four games, that their offense has become stagnant. Now, you know Ken Wisenhunt. Yeah. He uh, led the Cardinals to a near Super Bowl victory. He uh, has been a respected offensive coordinator by all accounts. The first time he was with the Chargers, got the job down there with the Titans, didn't work out so well, came back to the Chargers. I always thought that, you know, he was definitely Rivers' guy, but apparently not. So they're blaming him for the fact that they had four consecutive games of less than 40 yards rushing. That's how it works. Mm. You got to blame somebody. It's easier to get rid of uh, coaches than it is the players at this at this point of the season. And it's it's not a coincidence that Pouncey goes down and the offense in the run game suffers. That That's not a coincidence. He's a big part of what they do offensively, as is any center in any run citric, uh, let's protect the quarterback in a passing game offense. The middle of that offensive line gets hurt. He communicates the line, calls. That, that's to be expected. Shane Steichen takes over. He's 34 years old. Who's Shane Steichen? Well, he used to be a quarterback at UNLV, tall, lean guy. 
He uh, started with the Chargers coaching staff a couple of years back. He was a, a defensive assistant. Went to the Browns for a year. He is, he's been the quarterback coach. He basically has been the guy in the meetings with Rivers all the way since 2016. And now 34, they're elevating him to offensive coordinator, hoping that he's another one of those you know young minds that sees things and everything else and creates this dynamic offense. So... Um, and by the way, right now, TJ, whatever you say here, uh, there's no doubt that Gavin's going to take to heart when he places a bet on tomorrow's game as the Chargers are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home against the Packers. You know it's going to be a sea of green. That's surprisingly a close spread. That That is surprising. It is, it is a close Very spread. Very surprising. All right, so the Chargers should have a four-game losing streak right now. We know they couldn't have been more fortunate against the Bears the Packers come in at 7-1, rolling right now. I mean, Aaron Rodgers playing his best football of the year. Uh, what do you think? Uh, a three and a half? Is there, am I missing something here? Shouldn't this be a, a walkover Packer victory on uh, tomorrow? Man, it sure seems that way. I would Unless think... the Shane Steichen is some genius is going to come up with some uh, something new. Uh, unless he can put on uh, 60 pounds <laughs> and go block. I don't know what's going to help. Charger kicker Michael Badgley will play his first game of oh, the season. Oh, That's Badgley. clearly what the uh, – yeah. That's what they need yeah. right there. That's the, the missing kicker. ingredient. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes Actually, somebody's got to block somebody. Yeah. Watching that game, I guarantee it's going to be 80% Packer fans. They're like the Steeler fans, man. They're everywhere. Uh, 80%? Keep going. Let's go about 90%. We have a producer here that is a Packer fan that's going to the game. Yeah, I love Lee it. is Tell taking you. the day yeah. off. In other words, we got we got guys shuffling around. So Man. Gavin has to fill in for Lee, and then Ryan's coming in to fill in for Gavin because our resident Packer fan is going to be one of those 90% Packer fans at the game tomorrow. If, the Chargers fan, if they want Chargers fans in there and they're losing, you better stop charging $100 to park. <laughs> Not paying $100. To go to a game and more than likely Well, no, lose. no, no. You don't have to pay. That's if you want to tailgate. You could actually park. Isn't it like $40, but it's like a mile and a half away? Yeah, that's right. exactly. You have to walk yeah. to the entire Cal State yeah. Dominguez uh, campus. A yeah. mile and a half away. Yeah. Like $100 a park. <laughs> and we went to a game. My girlfriend had a broken foot at the time, so we had to do the $100 park. Hey, yeah. if it's $100 a park, man, they better give me a, a, a coupon <laughs> for a free meal once I get into the stadium. Ridiculous. Well, at least you get to see Aaron Rodgers up close and personal so you're saying give the three and a half points Packers oh, yeah yeah you hear that Gavin all right we're in the Geico Fox Sports in. Radio studios more easy money coming your way next three games involving ranked teams now on the field in Maryland number 14 Michigan rolling over the Terrapins right now it is 38 to 7 Wolverines that is with just about four and a half minutes to play in the fourth quarter of that game. Meanwhile, well, number 23, Wake Forest, cruise control, 44 to 10. They lead North Carolina State inside of 10 minutes to go in that game. And number 16, Notre Dame, they are hosting Virginia Tech. It is scoreless, nine and a half to play in the first quarter. As for... Uh, that big offensive output from Liberty, well, they're up to 699 yards in a 63-21 lead over UMass. That's with eight and a half to play in the fourth quarter. I'm Ralph Fervin. We are Fox Oh, it's a big Saturday once again, and here we are enjoying it as we do. Hartman and Hushman Zada coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. 
Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, TJ has been absent three of the last four Saturdays because, of, for the most part, he's just running around back and forth from Baton Rouge where he's been hanging. Now, your daughter's there. Explain again to our audience. So your daughter's down there? Is that uh, the deal? Yeah, I have a daughter that's on a softball team now, and then I have another daughter, and I'm going to show this to you as yes. I'm talking, that just took her official visit uh, last weekend at the Auburn game. That was her official visit. And so she wants to join her sister there? She No, she's going to join her sister there. And then, you know, they you know how they, we were talking about recruiting? Yes. And so they do they do the rankings in softball as well. And so the rankings just came out uh last week and my daughter was ranked the sixteenth best player in the country. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. It says right off the fat that she's fast, yeah, athletic, she, explosive middle infielder. Yeah. Hitting over five hundred. Daughter of Firecrackers head coach TJ Hushmanzada. Yeah, so it's kind of it was good. <laughs> I got into coaching softball. Right. I used to. I was a parent, and yes. I just had other parents ask me. Oh, and you're still you? a parent. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know anything about softball. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll coach it though if you guys want me to. And voila, we've been very successful. You know, it's interesting you mentioned about softball. I don't want to go down this path too far, but my daughter uh, was one of those extreme athletes. Didn't get it from my side of the family, her mother's side mm-hmm. of the family. Softball was her best sport. And as a 9- and 10-year-old, she's playing. She's the youngest person in both leagues. They had drafts out here in the back, you know, in Agur Hills. Number one pick in the draft two years in a row. Agur Hills, they're, known, they're pretty she good in softball, She quit at age too. 10. Done. Really? She, you know why? Because she had a coach that drove her too hard. I that's, thought that's what I exactly. She, I was she was in say. these all-star leagues. She played catcher because she could oh, do she everything. Had a how about how about uh, playing a triple header in a hundred and five degree heat? That's in full gear, and we're putting ice packs on her neck. That's what ten year old girl. Are that's you what me? softball is about. But if wow. the coach was aware of anything, when they're that young, you never, ever, ever, ever. Let a pitcher or catcher go back-to-back games. You just don't do it. It was unbelievable. In fact, the next year, the year after she quit, they had the draft coming up. I actually have some dad. I've never met this guy. I met a basketball game with her, and I see her talking to this dad, my you know eleven-year-old daughter. And I'm walk up. I go, "Can I help you?" And he goes, "Your daughter's not playing softball." Recruiting her, want her back. <laughs> he goes, "I have the number one pick of the draft." Hey, Steve, you know what you just did though? Mm. Your daughter's graduated. She just graduated high school. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what you're going to spend on college, but you need to let her know. Had she continued to play, you would have. She would have saved you a ton uh, of. That would have been her car. You paying for tuition would have been a brand new car you bought her. She was so good. She was just ridiculous. Jeez. All right. Anyway, this dad is like, "Do you see what she hit last year?" I go, "Dude, turn around and walk away right now, okay? Before Jeez. this gets a little bit out of control." All right. Well, the best of luck to her. Next week, we're going to be sitting here on Saturday, LSU Alabama. That's going to be a hell of a game. Dan and Tuscaloosa. At least I, I hope it's one of those uh, games. You're like, wow, can you believe mm. that game? That that's what I hope to get out of that is just a very competitive. Back and forth game that LSU wins. Well, it is very rare, <laughs> very rare, that you have a matchup in the AP poll of the number one and number two teams. It doesn't happen very often. 
Uh, we don't know yet because that's where they are now. LSU is number one. Alabama is number two. But Ohio State is right behind them and deservedly so sitting in that number three spot. And Clemson has got their share of supporters at number four. But if it is one versus two, that's that rarefied air. Those are one of those things when you get, you know, just yeah, everything's on the table. You can't wait to see the matchup. The big question is going to be Tua Tungavailoa. Is he going to be back? We assume he will be back, but high ankle sprain? We talked about this a little earlier, TJ. Uh, you say, look, the idea that he's going to be 100% having had surgery? No, he won't be 100%. I mean, the, the only question mark that I'll have is LSU defensively. Yes. Will they be able to slow Alabama down? This is probably uh, not one of LSU's better defense in recent memory. And so that would be the only concerning aspect of the game is that LSU defense being able to keep Alabama out of the end zone. The LSU uh, team, uh, I agree with you on the defensive end. By the way, Ed Orgeron, and we got to know Ed pretty well here in SoCal for as many years at USC. He had failed his first chance as a head coach at Mississippi. It just went south on him real quick. But if you think about it, who was a head coach after him? Houston Nutt, correct? Mm-hmm. What did Houston Nutt do with Ed Orgeron's recruit since you brought – we well, talked about th- that earlier. Well, that's the thing about they Orgeron. They did very well. Look at Orgeron was known – the reason he was at SC was he's just an insane recruiter. And that hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. <laughs> that has not stopped. All right, so when you look at just the talent, I mean, we assume Alabama just blows everybody away in the SEC. Is it that way, or have they been able to close the gap at LSU? Just oh, on talent. I'm talking they, about – NFL talent. They for sure have closed the gap. The gap was closed when Alabama was dominating. The difference was LSU didn't have that quarterback that when they needed a completion that you can trust would throw the ball accurately on time with anticipation. Now that they have that in Joe Burrow, that's what makes this game so intriguing because now they have a quarterback that is doing those things defensively they're not as strong as they were. If you put this LSU offense with last year's defense, no question LSU wins this game going away. But that's not the case. And so if this defense is able to play Alabama tough, this LSU offense is with the receivers they have in Joe Burrow and Edwards Hilaire as a running back, it's almost unstoppable. Both these schools have a bye week. Yeah. This is rare that you have this kind of a matchup. Where what a coincidence. Schools, what a yeah, coincidence, huh? Both schools have well, – let me ask you this, because you, you you know that Alabama program as well under Nick Saban. How are these two coaches handling the bye week and their preparation for this game? Last week was a lot of the coaches just, just watching film, self-scouting yourself and really scouting the opponent. Trying to get tendencies, which they call analytics now. You're just trying to find some tendencies that – the team does defensively how do they play offensively formation wise when they get in this formation what do they like to run how can we attack certain protections when they're in certain formations you know what type of protections do they run on third down different things do they have an answer for cover zero if they don't expect to see that so it's a lot of different things that they do last week now this upcoming week now you install your game plan really and try to hone in something hone in on certain things and then you'll actually go back to make sure you didn't miss anything. Um, what I just said is a lot, and a lot of it is a overanalyzing because you, it's such a huge game. Both sides are going to overanalyze. 
Does Saban pre- uh, prepare much as Belichick did? I mean, we always think of him as a Belichick disciple, obviously coached under Belichick back in the day. Does he prepare in a Belichick-type way for games? You would assume that's his reputation. But when you look at it, Alabama just has had better players than everybody. Right. But people, oh, he gets the best players. He does. But he develops the best players as well. Because when you look at Alabama's players, you give me one in the last five years, not Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, that has gone to the NFL and has been dominant in the NFL like they were in college. It, it, you can't. Clem- you can't. Clemson is undefeated right now. And, again, the ACC is just offering almost zero resistance. But, you know, we're watching BC today look pretty good, and Clemson beat them last week 59-7. And what stood out for me in that game was Trevor Lawrence, 16 of 19, 275, three touchdowns and a pick. He's been inconsistent this year. You have Etienne. They have a young defense that you figure is going to get better as the season progresses. Is Clemson a year away, or is this a team that you would – I mean, where do they stack up right now when we talk about LSU, Alabama, and Ohio State? Well, the way Clemson has looked, oh, they're on the outside looking in when you talk about <clears throat> those three teams. Mm-hmm. They they have to be. They haven't they haven't looked impressive. Trevor Lawrence was the preseason Heisman favorite. It was like, oh, he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. There's no question. He hasn't played that way. They don't have the type of team defensively that they had last year. Last year they gave up nothing. When you get the amount of guys get drafted in the first round and just drafted overall – from that Clemson defense, you know there's going to be some type of uh, letdown, so to speak, a little setback defensively. Um, They're playing well. They're undefeated. You can't cry when you win every game you play. But it hasn't been impressive, at least as impressive as Alabama, LSU, and Ohio State. It's interesting also when you have a game like LSU-Alabama, how it could create some controversy when it comes down to the final playoff selections. Yeah. We're going to get that into uh, our conversation, plus another school on the periphery that still's got a shot to get to the big dance. Coming up next. From the shotgun, lost it to the end zone. Cole Komet's there in the middle of the end zone. Touchdown, Irish. 9-10 left of the first quarter. Notre Dame strikes first. Paul Burmeister, Notre Dame right there. Yeah, the Irish uh, trying to uh, get back on the winning track right now. That was a crushing defeat they had against Michigan. Were you surprised that by that game? Michigan just blowing out Notre Dame? I was surprised. So, Michigan hasn't – they hadn't looked good all year, and then they play Notre Dame, and it's just a complete blowout considering the way Notre Dame played Georgia. Yeah, it was it was surprising. It, it was very surprising and a much-needed win, big win for uh, Jim Harbaugh, that's for sure. Hey, coming to Hooters every Monday all season to play Monday Night Money Ball, you're just a few easy questions away from a chance at cash prizes, freebies, and a trip to the season ender in Miami. Play Monday Night Money Ball at Hooters Money Ball. Uh, we were talking about this game next Saturday between LSU and Alabama. And assuming that it is a close game, a competitive game, which I think it's going to be, the loser of that game is going to be in trouble mm-hmm. in the sense that they will not be most likely uh, having a shot at the SEC championship game. Now, we know Alabama seems to have a bye. Like if LSU beats Alabama, Regardless of what any of the other Alabama's going to get in, the they're going to be they're going to be there. They're so, going to be in. So if that's the case, mm-hmm. who's out? 
LSU should get in if they lose because they've played a ah, much tougher schedule. Ah. Much tougher schedule. All right, let's assume right now that Clemson and Ohio State run the table. They're in. Obviously, they're going to be in. All right, so Clemson and Ohio State, they run the table. They're undefeated. They're in. The winner of the uh, – well, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, there, there are so many scenarios to play out here, but I, I always want to get back to the SEC bias. Oklahoma, with the one loss, and maybe Jalen Hurts wins the Heisman Trophy. Maybe in the end, you know, I was sitting here with Ephraim Salam last week, and we were watching, you know, Hurts just have this incredible game. The problem was Oklahoma's defense let down, and his argument about the Heisman Trophy with me, because he was a big Hurts supporter, is that the award is for the best college football player in the country. That's what it says. Best college football player in the country for that year. True. And he says, the way I look at it, Jalen Hurts this year so far is the best college football player in the country. That That is a very – no, no, no. I can't agree with that. Okay. Because if you if – Jalen Hurts now, don't get me wrong, he's been fantastic. That right. can very well be true. But for you to say it definitive, oh, he's the that's, – that's very subjective now. Well, it's very subjective. But so, that was his point. That's why he was making that argument. And you look at what Tua has done. Mm-hmm. Has Jalen Hurts done that much more than Tua? No. You look at what Joe Burrow has done. Has he done much more than Joe Burrow? No. Well, now you have to look at Chase Young and say, is Chase Young the best college football player in the country? And you have to look at it as, who are they doing it against? Right. That's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it against lesser competition, of course you should do well. If... Everybody got to play the Miami Dolphins. Everybody would be 16-0. and 0. If you play the Miami Dolphins every week, you're going to win every game. And so it depends on who you're doing it against. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. Will Kansas State, how would they fare in the SEC? How would Oklahoma fare in the SEC? But what we'll, does that have to do we'll, with Jalen Hurts? We'll never know because you're doing that against defenses that historically in the Big 12 – haven't been on par with the defenses in the SEC. But, again, the fact that they lost And the I'm game, a Pac-12 guy, and right. I'm arguing for the SEC. All right. I, see, I can't speak for all the Heisman voters. I will tell you this. The, some people will just have Oklahoma fatigue. Like we're, I, we're, No, I'm not going to vote for an Oklahoma quarterback three years in a row. Not going to happen. Oh, wow, I see now, that. Now, I don't say that I at see all. that. I see that. But there's going to be – there will be voters out there who will just say, no, 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 no. Not going to give Oklahoma three straight Heisman trophies. I mean, Jalen Hurts shouldn't have to suffer the consequences of what he happened before him. He doesn't in my book. He, I'm he gonna, my final ballot is going to be based on merit, period. I mean, who's the best college football player in the country? If, if Jalen Hurts can continue to – play the way he's played, he's going to be in the conversation. It's going to come down to a very tight Heisman Trophy race. That's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. You go to the Big 12 championship and you win it, he will be invited to New York. Whether he wins it or not, You, if he does win it, there could be no argument. And if he doesn't, there should be no argument. How about this scenario in the SEC? Let's say Alabama beats LSU. Close game. LSU wins out out of the SEC championship game. And then undefeated Alabama is upset by, let's say, Georgia. Wow. In the SEC championship game 
on a last-second field goal. And uh, how, how, how would the committee handle that? Assuming you have undefeated Clemson, undefeated Ohio State, a one-loss Oklahoma team, a one-loss Oregon team winning the Pac-12 championship, would they still go with two one-loss SEC teams? That 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 would be, neither of which won their conference championship. By that the way, that would be tough. That would be tough. I don't know if Oregon can get in. You lost to Georgia Auburn. gets in automatically, right? Yeah, Georgia should get in automatically. So would they go with a? But one then line? they lose to a bad South Carolina team. So it's hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> if, if it does, it's there's going to be a school or two that feels like. We got shafted, and so well the Pac-12 seems to be just completely shut out. But Oregon had if their Oregon chance. Runs the table the rest of the way. You lost. They're... You lost a game to Auburn, where if your safety just plays the ball, it's an interception yeah, in a neutral they... field, first game of the season, a game you should have won with a true freshman quarterback in Bo Nix, who was just basically throwing a ball up for grabs the entire game. It was a flukish loss. It was. Oregon controlled that whole game, and they, they just went belly up at the end. 100%. But it's an L on Oregon's loss record. But what's a worse loss, that loss or Oklahoma's loss to Kansas State? Oh, easy. Oklahoma's loss to Kansas State. Auburn's a, Auburn will give Oklahoma a run for their money, and, they, and the, I would assume they would beat Kansas State. 100%. The Oregon loss to Auburn, albeit a loss, isn't a bad loss because Auburn, they're a solid team. They're pretty damn good. I just, I just wish there was a better way. I and there, there, at some point we're going to come up with a far more effective way of having a college football play. So now expand to six, one well, versus six, two versus no, five, three versus gotta, four. It's got to be eight. And I, oh I, I used to go six, but it's got to be eight. And the eight makes sense. You got five. Conference Power Five Championship game winners. You won it on the field. So why can't you have five Power Five conferences and one at large? Because the group of five has to have some track to the national championship. Otherwise, why are they even playing? Can you name any other sport at any level where you have no chance of winning a championship? You know know why you play? To go to a good bowl game. No, 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 no. To go to a good bowl game. Name any sport on any level, any college sport where you have no path to the championship. They have a path that they schedule, they get a tough schedule. No, 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 no. Look, Central Florida had pretty good teams, undefeated, everything else. They, They were never in the conversation, ever, 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 ever. Okay. So you had that, and then you have to have two wild cards. Two oh, wild cards. Two wild cards. It, how you, the five? Uh, five conference championship game winners in, the highest ranked group of five team in. So how, how long do you want this college football cards. season to go well, on? You're only going one extra week. Look at they do this at every other level, TJ. Don't look at me cross right. What are you talking about? One double A FCS schools, Division two, Division three. They have a true playoff. They have sixteen school playoffs. But when they do, they take all of December off. What they need to do is instead of taking all of December off, is play those games in December. So now it's not an extra week. You just start sooner. And by the way, when you get this eight school field, you you seen them one through eight, right? And the, the top four seeds host the first round game. It's not a neutral site game. You get you get the advantage of hosting that first round playoff game. I can I can dig that. But to me, 
You yeah. play you play in December. That first round of games goes in December. Right. You don't start it in January like they've been. You start it in December Absolutely. instead of going an extra week. Absolutely. You just start a week earlier. Absolutely. They'll still have about a you month can off. Still have all those other bowl yes. games. And understand this about all these bowl games that none of us ever watch. Okay, like, unless you have a a school in there, maybe you watch or not. The reason all these bowl games exist is so that these coaches get a jump start on the following season. That's what yeah. they, it's extra practice time they get, that they would not normally get. That's why these bowl games are still out there. That's your why freshmen more get, than half the FCS school. Your FBS freshmen schools are get extra practices. Extra yes. practices. That's their reward for having a great year. Right. Yes. Agreed. That's why they do it. That's why these they, you thumbs up and they lift these uh, meaningless trophies and throw them away as soon as they're done. <laughs> it's extra practice time to get a jump start, especially now when you have all these players that are being high, highly projected picks uh, in the upcoming draft just sitting out bowl games. Now everybody's doing it. That's not even a novelty anymore. It's almost like, oh, we can't play for a national championship. I'm getting ready for the NFL. I'm sorry I'm not going to risk injury. I'm not going to play. Do you know how close Haskins was to setting out that Rose Bowl? If it wasn't Urban Meyer's last game at Ohio State, I almost would have bet the bank Dwayne Haskins would have sat that game out. Yeah, it's really not a good look for a quarterback to do it. Other positions I see, the quarterback, it's not a good look. You don't think if, if, if Alabama should stumble and not get into the playoff, you don't think Tua would sit out his bowl game? Uh, if he's not 100%, he should, but he would have a ton of time mm-hmm. to get healthy. He doesn't come across as the type of kid that would do that. Um, but you just never know. You know, the Polynesian culture, they're, they're a loyal culture. And so I, I, I couldn't foresee him doing that at all. They're going to stick with you. And, and so, but if he's, if he's not healthy, 100%, you can't risk your future and generational wealth over one game. You just you can't do it. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Much more on the big NFL Sunday on the other side. But once again, let's find out what's trending as we welcome back the one and only Ralph, Ralph Irvin. Irvin. Yes, Ralph Irvin. Uh, by the way, I'm checking here. BC, Boston College. Yes. Uh, ended up with 496 yards rushing in their win against wow. Syracuse. 496. As opposed to uh, Liberty, who that finished with 488 yards passing, 730 yards of total offense in their win over But they had UMass. 441 at halftime, so they... They stopped passing. They stopped passing, yeah. But they still racked up another 200 yards of offense just on the ground. TJ the said half. it's inexcusable for any school, especially Syracuse at home, to allow 496 yards rushing. Well, oh, no, man, I'm putting my whole team in a box. You're going to throw this ball. I would agree. They only, by the way, they ran the ball 65 times. They threw 10 passes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of yards. <laughs> 496. That's an obscene amount of yards. Well, finals are in, though, from the top 25, where number 14, Michigan, cruised over Maryland 38-7. to Number 23, Wake Forest, a 44-10 to winner over North Carolina State. Right now on the field, there is one big game going on, well, at least involving a ranked team. That's number 16, Notre Dame. They're tied with Virginia Tech, locked at seven at the end of the first quarter. And they're about to get underway in Jacksonville. Number eight, Georgia. Number six, Florida, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It gets started in the next few minutes, as does number 22, Kansas State. On the road at Kansas, that's right. The Jayhawks actually have sold out 
their home game today. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some notes from the NFL. The Patriots have activated wide receiver Nikhil Harry. He's been on the IR with a bad ankle, so he will make his debut Sunday night against Baltimore. And the Titans have added kicker Ryan Suckup to their roster, waving Cody Parkey. Suckup had been on the injured reserve all season long. Send it back to Steve Hartman and TJ Hushmanzada. All right, thank you very much, Ralph. Once again, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, a couple of storylines I want to get to with you, TJ, around the NFL. The Falcons are on a bye week at 1-7. and seven. Why is Dan Quinn still the coach? Oh, I guess they're just going to let him finish it out. There's really no great answer for that. Shocking, surprising. You fired every assistant coach last year. You took over the defense. They'll st- they're still porous. They're not producing. Um, normally when things like this happen, the finger has to get pointed at someone, and it, it should be him. Once you let all, all your assistants go, the finger should be pointed at you now. I Arthur Blank is a... Uh, he might have something up his sleeves. We just don't. We're not privy to. But I, I'm shocked. Yeah, I mean, we all assume it was bye week. This is when you fire the coach, you bring in a new guy, and you know, try to salvage something out of the rest of the year. One at seven, but uh, Dan Quinn's still the coach there. Uh, Saints have a bye week this week. We saw the 49ers on a short week win on the road against the Cardinals. Tighter game than some people expected. Although there were some plays made by the Cardinals that I think made that game a little bit closer. Um, 49ers are 8-0. Are they a better team than the Saints? Wow. The 49ers that played before the Cardinals, yes. And then they play the Cardinals, you're like, oh, man, are the 49ers really as good as I thought they were? And I'm going to say yes. Short week, played a physical game, blew out the Panthers. You got to come back on a short week and play a mobile quarterback, a divisional opponent. Uh, it's easy for the defense to have a letdown. I, I can see that. Drew Brees is immobile. New Orleans doesn't really attack you down the field. They're a possession type of team, short passing game. Um, Alvin Kamara's our big play guy. Yes, I would probably say the 49ers are, are a better team than the Saints just from the totality of what they've done over the course of the season thus far. I guess the only question moving forward for the 49ers, and by the way, if you want to go back in history, way back, which is something I do, 1981, the 49ers are coming off a 6-10 and season, and the two years prior to that, they were 2-14. and They're a bad team. They were in the third year with a new coach named Bill Walsh, and they had a third-year quarterback that for the first time was now going to be the starting quarterback. And the 49ers got off to a really good start that season. All season long, everyone's like, are they are they real? I mean, I mean, you know, really? I mean, this quarterback, Joe Montana and Bill Walsh. And, and they just kept winning. And then eventually they get all the way to the NFC Championship game where the Cowboys are waiting. Everyone's like, that's it. I mean, this is wake-up call for the 49ers. Yeah, they're at home, but they're not going to beat the Cowboys. Dwight Clark makes the catch, and they won on to win the Super Bowl. I look at this 49er team very similar right now. You know, you've got this young quarterback, Garoppolo, who's 
you know, finally getting that full season under his belt as a starter. He seems to be getting better, throwing the ball better. Kyle Shanahan, obviously the same thing. A year ago, you know, got derailed because of the injury to Garoppolo and everything else. But I don't know how seriously people are taking the 49ers yet. And we mentioned their defense, which has been outstanding. By the way, did you see the Richard Sherman meltdown after they gave up that 80-yard play to Isabella? He was screaming at everybody on the sidelines. I don't know. What, what was going on there? Just upset, man. That's when, in the heat of the moment, that competitiveness kicks in. A good defense rarely, rarely, rarely gives up an 80-yard yeah. touchdown. Very rarely. And so he, he was pissed off, rightfully so. Um, but at the end of the day, this is what happens. Every game is not going to be a blowout. Every mm-hmm. game isn't going to be pretty. You win the game, and the good thing about it is now they'll go back this week and fix their corrections. They get they get a lot. They'll have a lot of days off now. So guys that are a little banged up, they can get healthy. But now you can go. We're eight no, but we haven't played. We, well, we didn't play well in our last game. Let, let's go correct these mistakes. I've always said, and I'm not alone on this. From a coach's standpoint, it's the perfect scenario. You didn't play well, but you still got the W. And that's when you can really coach guys hard after a game like that, right? I mean, yeah. in other words, if you have a loss, everyone's like, oh, well, you got the W. But, heck, if we do that one more time, man, we're not going to win a lot of games. You know the, you know how coaches are. They try to use that. That's what I've always been told. See, coaches, the good, the good when thing you have about one it, of those type of games. The good thing about it is Richard Sherman has been on – very successful defenses. Oh, yes. So he's able to give advice from experience. Oh, he's got and, credibility. And, and, and not from what he thinks. Right. It's from the experience that he's been through. Mm-hmm. I've been on a defense that's been highly ranked and has done very well. And when we played bad, this is what we did to correct that. Mm-hmm. And so that's the that's silver lining in this is he's kind of been down this road before. He'll be able to lead him down the right path and help him navigate through this. I've been on the on the fence with Garoppolo, just wondering if he's really just and and again, think about the comparisons. Again, let's let's go back in history. Tom Brady. When they won those first 3 Super Bowls, he wasn't making pro bowls. He wasn't all pro. He was a young developing quarterback and they had a great defense and they had a great team around him. It wasn't until later that suddenly Tom Brady became Tom Brady that we know today. I look at Garoppolo the same way, but I'll say when I thought he came of age. All right, so you got this big play. Arizona's back. They get the two-point conversion. It's a three-point game. There's over four minutes to go. Arizona's on a roll. Crowd's going crazy. They're ready to get the ball back. They never did. And when they needed him to make a throw, to make a play, Garoppolo delivered. I mean, he made a couple of throws on that last drive, which eventually they were able to run out the clock that I said, Wow. Okay, that that's a big game throw for a quarterback. What do you think? Garoppolo played well when the defense needed him most. Mm-hmm. He made the throw on the deep out from the slot to Emmanuel Sanders. That was a great throw. Patrick Peterson is looking for the ball, and Emmanuel Sanders had just caught it. He made a throw. Um, Emmanuel Sanders had a tight split, went down the field. He had one of those read routes if – he can go, he'll go. If not, he'll sit it down around 18 yards. He did that. He threw that ball with anticipation. He was 12 for 14, if I'm not mistaken, on third down. Defense didn't play well. Jimmy G bailed him out. The defense has bailed him out all year and that run game, and so that's what a good team does. 
You don't got your best, I got you, and vice versa. And so what he did was impressive. 16-2 and two in his 18 starts. Yeah, think about this. Since the – so as the quarterback of the 49ers, he is – Fourteen and two. Is that right? Fourteen yes. and two. He's fourteen and two. And and then in the same time, since the start of the twenty seventeen season, when he starts, they're fourteen and two. When he doesn't, they're four and twenty. It says something about when he's on I mean, the center. Okay. They just play those are better. Kind of numbers you cannot ignore. You mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. This sort of flew under the radar. It really did. I mean, Sanders was almost forgotten. What not was going to not to people that know football. Well, I know and you know, but I mean you watch him. This is that's one of those acquisitions that could be a complete game changer for the 49ers. Emmanuel Sanders is able to run routes, create separation. The most important thing that a receiver needs to be able to do outside of catching a ball is decelerate, and he decelerates with the best of them. And so he's always, if you can throw an anticipation and accurate, he's going to create separation. It doesn't matter. Patrick Peterson is one of the top DBs in the league, and Emmanuel Sanders had a great game against him because of what I just said. He can create separation, and he decelerates very well, and Jimmy G was putting the ball on the money. I mentioned those 1981 49ers. That year they made a midseason acquisition. They got Fred Dean, defensive end from the Chargers, who was holding out. They picked him up, and, and suddenly he was the NFC Defensive Player of the Year. He was that last missing piece. Like the Cowboys, when they got Charles Haley in the early 90s, that last missing piece. And I just wonder, when you have a quarterback that's developing right now, which Garoppolo still is, and suddenly you give him that go-to receiver like Sanders that just finds the openings, changes the whole dynamic. It gives... Not only does it change the dynamic, it gives Jimmy G a little more confidence. Mm-hmm. He he sees on tape the amount of separation right. that Emmanuel Sanders is creating. What Emmanuel Sanders is going to do now is give these other receivers on the team a visual of how it's done. So he's going to improve the other receivers just by being there practicing with them every day, and they see and they'll learn from him. What is that color tie there that Urban Meyer's wearing? Is that purple or is that a cardinal? I'm not it looks quite to sure. Be, it looks to be a purplish cardinal. It's a, a little mix of both. A little bit of both, right? That's not really a purple. Could that, could There's that a little be a, hint a, a of hint? cardinal. Uh, could that be a hint of things to come? I, I'm just I'm just looking at it. It's a burgundy, but there seems to be just a hint of cardinal. I don't know if that's because he's sitting next to Leonard and Bush. I'm not quite sure, but they're... Something like that, It's got right? a little cardinal to it. It does, doesn't it? Like a little, little hint, maybe. I don't know. It's the tint on our televisions, what's going on out there. All right, once again, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're going to give you what we think is going to be the biggest shocking game in the NFL tomorrow, coming up next. Can't wait. First and goal from the four. Armstrong is the back to the left of book. Play action. Flip to the end zone. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Into the end zone goes Tommy Trumbull just as he got inside the far pylon. Paul Burmeister right there, Notre Dame, once again getting on the board. 14-7 right now, leading Virginia Tech. Uh, Inside 10 minutes to go in the first half, Notre Dame looking for the bounce back after getting whooped, whooped by Michigan. Uh, Again, the biggest story that we've had today is Urban Meyer's tie, which now seems to have more of a cardinal tint. New athletic director hired at USC, which seems to indicate they hired a guy that may have a direct route 
to become the guy that hires Urban Meyer as the next head coach at USC. I mean, their backup quarterback, Slovis, is top 10 in the nation in passing efficiency right now. By the way, when Daniels comes back, is it done that he gets the job back? I mean, this Keaton Slovis kid looks pretty good. They're losing. I don't care how good you look if you're not well, winning no, games. They came back and won. That was not, it wasn't pretty, but they came back to win against Colorado. What's his record as a starter? Well, I don't know. He lost a couple of games. So he's losing. And so, yeah, when JT Daniels is healthy, JT well, Daniels, JT is Daniels lost games last year. Did but, he not? Yeah, but the well, team. Well, I mean, I don't know. You you see these two guys. I think I think Clovis is I think Slovis is a good quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. But he lost a competition to JT Daniels. It will be a competition. And and if Slovis is better, mm-hmm. it will be his job. I don't foresee that being the case. What do you think of the Pittman kid at wide receiver? SC always has great skill guys, and it's he's amazing, no, right? he, he's no different. They always they're always very good in the skill mm-hmm. skill guy department. Um, himself, Tyler Vons, St. Brown, mm-hmm. th- they're all good. So if you're Urban Meyer and you're sizing up uh, the kind of talent you have in this team, you're like, yeah, I got enough, one hundred percent. And you're gonna go get the best talent across the country. You're uh, going to get the California kids. You're going to get the Texas and kids. And wait till that Florida new California kids. law kicks in where you get to pay guys anything they want. By the way, I, went, I never even asked you with the NCAA coming up with their own form of – What a coincidence. Yeah, but it's not the same because they're going to put restrictions on it. They're, they're not going all out like California. California is wide open what they're proposing for January 2023. This is the NCAA saying, yeah, we're, we think the players should be able to profit off their likeness, but there's going to be guidelines, which, by the way, we haven't figured out yet. They'll figure it out by 2023. They have a long time. But was it a Well, they're coinc- kinging this thing by 21, they say. It, all right. Was it not a coincidence mm-hmm. that California passes a law and all of a sudden the NCAA has completely mm-hmm. changed its position? What a coincidence. Well, they they had to. Of I course mean, they, they – I mean, imagine a five-star recruit course. quarterback sitting down with USC when they say you got an open season to make all the money you want and no other school can offer that. It, how no, they navigate offer that. how they navigate through this will be uh, it will be interesting to say the least. Is this a Pandora's box they're opening? I mean, one hundred percent it is. is all hell's going to break loose. The guys that aren't getting paid are going to be upset. The guys that are getting paid, and if they find out somebody's making more than them, they're going to want more. Mm-hmm. And so it's just going to be uh, <laughs> interesting be- to say the least. All right, we knew it was coming. All right, so tomorrow we get ready for another big Sunday, Week Nine. In the NFL, do you have an upset special for us? Man, it's so many, uh, so many games going on. Upset special. All right, you just think about. Let me thank everybody. I want to thank Sam today, even though he had very few highlights, other than an occasional Notre Dame highlight. There wasn't a lot of highlights. I, I understand Sam. Uh, Colin, as usual, just adding to his resume every single week. We had Ralph Irvin jump in today. And we're going to say goodbye to Gavin today, at least for tomorrow, because Gavin's got to fill in with all the musical chairs. Gavin, well, I gave you the game today, right? Utah you minus three and a half at Washington. I'm going to cash in okay. in a few I'm minutes. Not, I'm not sure of this. Okay, what do you got for an upset? I'm not sure of this. I was going to pick a game that really didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So nobody cares about the game that I was going to pick. Gavin cares about everything you say because he's a compulsive gambler. This is um, true. But I'm going to pick a game that everybody cares about. Okay, nice. Okay, which is? The Ravens over the Patriots. 
Whoa, 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 wow. whoa, 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 whoa. Now, what, what's the line on that? Three, what is that line? Uh, three and a half? Yeah, it's right now it's at three. Three. So, so the Pats down. are a yeah. three-point favorite at the Ravens. So despite, what is it, 21-0, and 0, Belichick against first that and second eventually, that, that eventually will not be true forever. Do you think he'll be able to run the ball effectively against that Patriot defense, knowing that's exactly what they're going to gear up to stop? If they play man-to-man defense, yes. If they play zone, yes. It's just a matter of how effective and how often he'll do it. Let me remind you again of New England's secondary numbers this year. They've allowed two touchdown passes, and they have 19 interceptions. That's what the Patriots have done defensively. Those are ridiculous No numbers. disrespect to anybody yeah. they've played. The only offense they've played that is really good mm-hmm. has been Cleveland, and Cleveland is not really good on offense. They just have really good players. All right, so there it is. TJ Hushmanzada says, take it to the bank. Ravens upset. Ah. Uh. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.